Hello and welcome to the podcast. We are sitting in the delightful cafe, just hanging out and talking man in the black suit. So Leslie, happy birthday! Thank you, Pam. I am it is a happy birthday. That's we good. We have lovely weather. Uh, not often that I see a 61 degree birthday. So, very, very lovely. That's good. That's good. You doing anything special? Like well, actually, meeting up with your wayward husband? <laughs> I, I am, in fact. I actually will see my husband tonight. It's so exciting. Um, some of you who've listened to the podcast know my husband's been doing a lot of traveling, and he has been doing a lot of uh, work on in support of candidates and campaigns. And so as the elections in the U.S. Uh, ended, yeah, well, I shouldn't say they ended. They were held yesterday. Thank God. It's not quite finished, but um, I'll get to see him. And so we're actually going to state college for the next few days. Um, he has his first board of trustees meeting. So we're very excited to uh, very exciting. be going. Uh, to the place where we first met. <laughs> Always fun. Always fun. Most definitely. I know that when Jim and I, our first anniversary, we went to the uh, restaurant where we first met. We, a, we met through a mutual friend. It was her birthday. And there were, I think, like 25 of us at this dinner. So, oh, that must have been so much fun. No, the fun part was afterwards we went to a bar and uh, <laughs> played pool. And I don't play pool. And the white ball went, or the cue ball went off the table and hit him. And so I said, I guess I have to marry you now. <laughs> oh my gosh, Pam, that is such a great story. Uh, and then the, well, I didn't, we, neither one of us drove to the restaurant. We went with another friend. And in the back seat was his daughter's stuffed kangaroo. And in the pouch was a baby kangaroo. So that became a inside joke for us. <laughs> and uh, he gave me this stuff, uh, stuffed kangaroo with the baby on uh, one of the dates we had. And it ended up sitting in the uh, table behind the priest at our wedding. Because <laughs> you had to have Rue there too. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, what can I tell you? Well, I, um, in addition to uh, traveling to State College, I'm also, uh, after, right after this podcast, going uh, to meet up with uh, my family for a little, little birthday cake and just a little time together, so I'm oh, excited good. about that. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Just just our immediate, just the immediate, our immediate folks. And in fact, um, it's it's with all the I should say with my my daughters and my mother and um, close friends. Um, so who live next door to me growing up? Because um, Abe's actually at a wrap up meeting and he's going to be driving back. Um, in order for us to have our late night jaunt, 
up the uh, up seven mountains to state college so yeah it's all right it's good it's, it's really good, good. It's good. yep i just i have to you know i have to be thankful we had some busy good uh i had a lot of good things going on at work today so all in all you know got to be got to keep focused and be thankful exactly well, as many of you know, I adopted uh, three kittens last year uh, to take care of. Well, we have one on the porch, which may or may not become part of the family. At least, oh, poor thing's actually crying at the door right now. Um, but at least it will be taken care of. So I uh, will be bringing it in in the cold weather and hopefully my other cats will get to know her and we can go from there <laughs> and did you name this little angel little who stray. came to visit yes the little stray I did not name it and my granddaughter did not name it and neither <laughs> did my son it was named by my brother-in-law who was also feeding <laughs> the little one and its name is pumpkin because it showed up around Halloween and it's an orange cat <laughs> oh my gosh that's yes. so sweet she is a sweet cat I didn't know if that was in honor of SR's uh, love of the pumpkin no, no. <laughs> pumpkin would not be a name pumpkin was actually my son's nickname when he was a baby oh my gosh that's adorable yeah. and don't call me pumpkin anymore I still get that <laughs> <laughs> I think it's sweet. Well, thank I you. I thought so, too. But you know how kids are. I know. Nicknames. I know. So. Well, we do have some uh, announcements to make. We're trying to keep watch on Gabriel's Fan Podcast. Uh, I think Perling is having, being in Venezuela, she's having lots of internet issues i know one day i saw where she uh had lost electricity for four days because it goes on and off down there so keep watch they'll be back i'm sure uh because we do miss pearling and betty i know i know the the thought the fan podcast that started it all right that's right that's right so uh, Trilogia de Gabrielle, they'll be on Saturdays around 3 p.m. in Mexico time. Uh, Noites in Florencia, keep a lookout for them. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with Sammy and Andy, but I'm sure they'll get around to us. Noites in Florencia, they're doing The Prince, and they their podcast is on Thursdays at 8 p.m. And that's New York time or Florida time because MJ's in Florida. Uh, their uh, SR is writing Gabriel's book four. And if you notice the other night uh, at like four o'clock, almost four o'clock in the morning, he was responding to somebody on Twitter. And why I was awake is just a completely different story. <laughs> it's called insomnia. Oh, Pam. Yeah. But when the muse hits him to write, he writes, I'm sure. So um the there's a big read along right now 
for the Gabriel series. And if you go into SR's fan den, Fox Den, every day, Nina has been posting uh, a, a main post for the chapters. And mm -hmm. I believe she's up to chapter six as of today. Yeah. Uh, so that you can read the, the chapter and mention what you think should be important through that chapter. So they're getting ready to get everything together for the screenwriter, I'm sure. So that's very exciting. It's one step closer in the pre-production phase. I know. I cannot wait. I am so excited. And I, it's been fun. Um, it has been a little bit of a zooey week, but I, I was able to at least post um, some comments for some of the chapters. And I'm hoping to either go back and add or if I can or go forward. But even if you don't want to um, specifically share your comments, just reading um, the ideas are great and you might even just be able to heart it or say, I agree, or um, there's some very thoughtful uh, approaches to a lot of the scenes. So it's, um, it's good stuff. It's tough though, right? Because you want every nook and cranny of this book on the screen and there, you, you just have to be able to translate it into into a format that's appropriate so not everything can be included you know and i i can remember um during the summer when i was at uh the Austell's con and deb harkness's editors and the people from bad wolf productions were there and they were talking about the book how they created the screen uh wrote the screen uh writing for the books and and they do differ from the book and they said because you can't when you're writing the screenplay you can't have everything in one person's thought there because you've got other characters and they have to be able to speak and scenes like for example uh in chapter five of gabriel series you know when when gabriel get pay picks her up and takes her to his apartment and you don't necessarily need to see everything he is thinking at the time or that right. Julie is thinking. That can be done all through through facial expression or whatever. But mm -hmm. that whole scene could be only about three minutes in a, on a movie. Right. So, you know, it's, it's lots of stuff you have to consider. And it was, but it was interesting to hear these people from Bad Wolf discuss how they created the screenplay for for this particular book, and and it was just, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. So. I would love to hear. I mean, I would have loved to have listened to that. That sounds really cool. I always liked. I like thinking about how things would translate either on the stage or on the screen, mm -hmm. um, or how something from the from the a visual element could be translated into a written format you know it's it's really one of my favorite things and i'm hoping i have some time to dig in and add some more comments for the read along cuz i've been thinking of the, obviously we've been thinking of this for a while, a while and i regret not writing as i was reading rereading and i regret not really formulating my thoughts over the last couple of weeks, but mm -hmm. it's all good. 
And, you know, and I, I know it does take time. It does take time. Mm-hmm. So. But, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm also looking forward to January 17th because that's when the All Souls or the Discovery of Witches yes. comes on to Sundance Now, which is an app that you can get for your uh, you can get it through Amazon or for your phone. You can download it, and I think it's like seven dollars a month or something. But um, oh, I'm yeah. hopeful to be. Re- I'm hopeful that I will have read all the books by then. You only have to read the first one by then. Okay, okay, Just that I think way. I can handle. Yeah, because there's three um, books to the series, <laughs> and they're yes. actually uh, they announced last week because it was the finale of showing it on Sky One. Mm-hmm. Um, that they are going to be doing book two and book three. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So it's be good. And I'm hoping <laughs> next August they're doing the All Souls Con in Cardiff, Wales. Oh, and cool. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that I'll be able to go to it. It goes from like uh, August 2nd and second third and fourth and i think they added a day for people who wanted to do a tour of oxford but oh my gosh that sounds fantastic but um they they were trying to figure out where to have it whether it was going to be in london whether it was going to be in oxford or where and they decided to bring it into um the people at bad wolf says why don't you have it here at their production area so I'm hoping because they're supposed to be start filming for book two in July because the lead actress is I think she said she's gonna she's pregnant or she's gonna be I don't know gonna be pregnant something like that mm-hmm. so they want to have to work around that so she uh, mentioned that and uh, hopefully the lead actors will come and talk to everybody so that's another reason why i want to go and because i know that they did a fan screening of the last episode and um they uh had matthew good Teresa palmer uh lindsey duncan and all the main characters were there for that watching it with them <laughs> oh that sounds really fantastic so, that's that's my wishful thinking on that so anyway i know well i i would be remiss if i didn't give a little shout out to uh, in terms of great uh, books that have been translated into uh, screen i would be remiss without saying bravo bravo to tall ships productions for the launch of the Outlander. new season of outlander did you see it, Pam? Did you have a chance? I did. I did. I love it. Holy cow. We won't, no spoilers, but. I oh know. My gosh. Uh, Sunday, because I ended up having to take the little one home to New York mm-hmm. on Sunday and had to work around the New York Marathon. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't know what time I was going to get home. So they have it on demand. Oh, midnight. yes. Midnight Sunday. I love it. Started. Yeah. Well, I had not, I was catching up as I think I referenced, I had not, I mean, I hadn't really seen, I think I saw the first two or three episodes and then I had not seen the rest of the season. So I was catching up, but I still had the the last 
episode of the prior season. Um, so I was so happy I was able to watch that. Um, as you know, they did, you know how they do the marathon leading up to the the new yeah. episode, and so I got to watch the final episode of the last season, and then the new one as they venture to America. Yes. So very cool. It was it was cool. I can't. It'll be back Sunday. So uh, I I'm know. Excited. I'm excited. I am too. So anyway, back to the man in the black suit. Yeah, no. uh, well, it's getting good now. These are some of the best chapters. I know. <laughs> These are the ones you don't drive your car to. <laughs> <laughs> unless you're really focused. Exactly. <laughs> or, or unless you're a passenger. <laughs> exactly. So. Oh, I love it. I just love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're starting chapter 29. And the chapter is rather uh, full of action, so we've divided it into two parts. So we're covering part one today. And it begins with, this shall not stand. And this was a fairly pronounced statement in the text. So I asked SR, this shall not stand, because as, as the book opens um this is the first statement you see and you know i said have you ever had a word or phrase stick in your head like an annoying song um because this was the phrase that was sticking in an acacia's head um over and over again and so we asked him if you had a phrase that did that or some kind of annoyance what was it and sr said I think a reader once sent me the gerbil dance song. It still haunts me. <laughs> I have to say, when I received that response, I literally, I'm, I'm in the middle of a public space, and I was laughing out loud. I just thought it was so funny. So, yes. So, you know, he, he's, I think we've all had that occurrence, though, that there's some phrase or song stuck in your head and it just kind of keeps going to it um, like a mantra in a way. Mm-hmm. An earworm. <laughs> I've had definite earworms in my time. Oh, yes. So, Acacia is meditating on this. This shall not stand. And what had happened the night before with Nicholas was unsettling to her and she immediately typed up her resignation. Because she was just at this point, she kept thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it, and something had to change. So as the sun shone in her room, she had the doors and windows open and had her breakfast brought in earlier. Beautiful, wonderful Greek continental breakfast with yogurt with honey and fruit and bread and cheese. And I always get so hungry when I read SR's work because he always has such great descriptions of the food. And she had noticed that uh, Rick and Kurt were out and about, but she saw that Nicholas's door was still shut. So she reread her resignation letter, attached it to an email to Madame Bishop, and blind copied Nicholas. But she just had not pushed send yet. And, you know, again, as she's doing this, she keeps thinking this too cannot stand. Like, we can't keep doing this. And she was attracted to Nicholas. 
and she could not deny it. And thank goodness she finally admitted this to herself. This was the whole hook. Like, she kept pushing away the way she felt about him. He was handsome, intelligent, charming, but he was much, much more. He had a noble soul, which I loved that turn of phrase. I really enjoyed that. She also liked his parents, and they were quite hospitable. But the fact that Nicholas was her employer made the whole situation highly unprofessional. And she was a bit worried about her friendship with him, especially if she resigns, given the fact she's attracted to him. She wants to keep a good relationship with him. But she wasn't sure of his feelings. Um, but, but she couldn't go on being his employee because she was feeling things that she just did not feel she should be feeling. Um, it just was one of those employer-employee relationships that she felt like she was crossing the line. Mm -hmm. So I respect her for that. Yeah. Um, so as she's meditating about this, she decided that she'd go back to Paris and connect with Madame Bishop at KLH um, in hopes of finding an executive assistant position. She was not going to be a concierge. She didn't think that would be even an option right now. Um, and she was thinking about what she'd be doing after the fact and wondered if Nicholas had been attracted to her. The night before, he had been very emotional at the prospect of locating his family's art, and she thought perhaps it, it, the whole interaction was a momentary lapse in judgment. She checked her bank account. She was still being paid by the Victoire, which was a plus. So she transferred her mother's money um, that was her monthly installment to her mother and sent her a short email. And, you know, she, she knows her mother knows something's up because she hasn't really talked to her, but she just wanted to try and at least keep keep the payment going. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think she kind of had this aha moment that, okay, I am really attracted to him. I can't keep working for him if I feel this way. I need to I need to do the responsible thing. I need to resign. I need to make plans for what's next. And I'm hopeful that he is attracted to me, but I'm not sure. I have, I've, I can remember doing that. My mother and I used to talk to each other every day on the phone. Mm -hmm. And it was great because when I was working with the toll-free number, it was easy for her to call. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but then uh, I remember one time getting a little bit upset with something she said. And uh, <laughs> I didn't talk to her for a week. And she must have, that must have been a big. Uh, yeah, she got upset with that. She got upset yeah. with that. Yeah. Well, when you're used to talking to someone every day and you don't, then there's it's a big void yes. in your life. Yes. She always looked forward to my calls, quote unquote. Of course she did. Yes, she did. Because you have great stories to tell. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm sure you share all of your stories with your mother. She would tell, my mother, I must take after my mother because my mother was ten times more stories than, than me. Trust me. I love it. I she, love it. We, her nickname was the mayor. Uh-huh. Because she talked to everyone. 
I love she it. She got their life stories within five minutes. I love it. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So that was mom. So, but it was, as far as Acacia goes, um, you know, it's, Hello. I can Hello. imagine how her mother felt being in even totally different country. I was just in a different state. It must have been hard on her. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. She's worried about her, of you course. know. Of course. As a good mother, mother worry. <laughs> and when I tell my son about that, he's like, "What are you worried about?" I don't understand. Wait till Isabella gets older. Just wait. <laughs> He'll understand. <laughs> my my cousin's husband offered him a shotgun when she got to be a teenager. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I like my father-in-law's idea. My father-in-law, when his daughter had boys come to the house, he would hand them a, a form, a financial form, to be filled out by his parents before they could date his daughter. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, my Lord. So, anyway, so Acacia had questioned and Nicholas told her that they weren't going to be leaving. Uh, he wanted her to spend the day with him. And he wanted to go to the beach. Love a man who likes the beach. Uh, she, When she asked why, she, she's, she's, the way she sounded was kind of harsh. So she apologized and blushed because she didn't want him to take it as bad as the way she said it. And uh, she, she said, you know, she had been rude and told him that she had decided to resign and he was a little annoyed with that fact I think and I think it's maybe a momentary loss of, of uh, affection or, or feeling or whatever he maybe he was going through I don't know but um, he was a little annoyed and he said if that's what you want and she thought it was the best and then he paused and sort of changed his attitude a little bit. And she's it's like, well, since you resigned, then you're free to, I'm free to enjoy your company. And she said, as a friend. Mm -hmm. And then as a challenge, is that what you want? He replied. <laughs> I love that. The little tease back and forth between them. I know. Um, that was so... I, I think that's, you know, one of the telling signs. I think that's when she, you know, going back and forth, maybe started to have an inkling. Maybe he does. Yeah, yeah, push it a little here, a little there. Testing the waters. Yes. And hello, Karen. Hey, K -K. So glad to see you. I hope you're feeling better, my dear. So she, um, he said, he, she kind of, retorted back to him that he didn't seem to know what he wanted her to be and he kind of chided her with uh, he had decided what he wanted her to be and, <laughs> I love that <laughs> Yeah, I love that whole back and forth between them mm -hmm. I thought that was just so good it was so, then, uh, so she asked about the journal to kind of change the subject a little bit mm -hmm. and uh he said that 
he the any of the information that he got was not from the journal but his team had located one of her attackers and he led them to an art dealer in Paris but he couldn't confirm the identity so this starts the thinking process well uh, when asked how Marcel was uh, Nicholas told her that he had died from his injuries mm, so that, that was kind so of, sad yeah and that kind of took her back at like a gasp or whatever. And mm-hmm. he, Nicholas went to get closer to to try to comfort her, I'm sure. Just to touch her. Anyhow, mm-hmm. um, and he was, he was sorry to tell her that, but could, you know, would you like to sit down maybe? Would you like a glass of water? And he's, she's like, no, but could you give the name of the art dealer to the BRB? Uh, Nicholas was hesitant to do that because he, he, the BRB kind of failed her in watching her. So he thought maybe that there might be somebody, you know, that there were some people that were working both sides of the fence. But he would let the Minister of the Interior know and also let him know that he had some compromised agents. Um, the dealer shouldn't be allowed to get away with, and Nicholas assured her that he will not. Yeah, they that were, was, I mean, that was pretty, you know, Nicholas was pretty firm in his intention to make sure that this doesn't go unresolved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, it just, I, it, he was, he was really adamant about that. And I don't blame him. I think I, I wouldn't want that to happen either. Um, so, okay, uh, they, were, they were going to cross-reference the uh, art dealer that they heard about with the description from of the guy uh, that was Yasmin's ex. And he was going to touch base with Constantine to see if he could put him in touch with anyone who had done business with Yasmin's ex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keisha, you know, she, she thought about this a little bit. She was like, um, well, why can't you just ask Constantine if what the ex's name was? And she had to remind, he had to remind her that Constantine knew him as Pierre Breckman and not Nicholas Kasser. And he probably, uh, if he went and asked, that would, you know, put off his alias and there could be all kinds of uh, trouble in the background for them. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. You know, tough tough being a pretend person. Yes. (laughs) Very challenging. Yeah. But he did say that, you know, it's possible that he could give him a name of somebody that worked with Yasmin's ex and then they could go about doing something like that considering he's right. a quote unquote dealer of some sort arms mm-hmm. or whatever yes so. well and you know at that point Nicholas looked at her and said let's go to the beach or there's an art gallery if you'd like to see um, that as well and so we asked SR did you plan on including this beach scene from the very beginning of writing or did this evolve? So 
SR responded. Um, and by the way, I sent our questions to SR very, very late um, at two in the morning, Eastern time. And I'm happy to say that SR, SR was up writing and responded to me at 2.50 a.m. So I, a, a shout out and a thank you to SR and the muse that kept him up uh, because I really, I had apologized for having uh, the late request. And I was very thankful that he was up um, writing and happened to see our podcast questions and respond. So uh, thank you very much, SR. Um, and he did respond about what, you know, when and how he did uh, include the scene. He said, once I knew that Nicholas and Acacia were visiting at Santorini, I knew they had to explore the ocean. It's a natural thing to do in a place of such beauty, which I, I wholeheartedly agree. Mm -hmm. The water is, there is nothing like the waters of the Mediterranean. So, um, and hey, Kenzie, good to see you. And Karen, as, as I go back to the story, I, I have to mention that Karen just finished along with her mom rolling 17 half dozen of Buckeyes, which is why she was late to the podcast. And Karen, I wish I was closer to you because I could eat a couple of those right now. They're so delicious. <laughs> even though I can't even think about Buckeyes because my Ohio State Buckeyes tore up my Nittany Lions, but... I do, I do love the Buckeye treats. They're delicious. Um, so Kenzie came, of course, of course Kenzie joins the podcast when we're talking about SR because she has the SR sense. Yes, I wonder, uh, I wonder if you'll get a Canadian's <laughs> hockey jersey. <laughs> so. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad, I'm really glad that you could join us tonight as well. Um, so Nicholas was telling her they could go to the beach in the morning and then in the gallery after lunch. And, you know, Acacia is very self-conscious about this. You know, I enjoy your company, but what would the staff think? And he wasn't asking her to do anything outrageous, he said. But please don't make me apologize for being attracted to you. Ah, mm -hmm. oh, that line. That just... Oh, so sweet, just so sweet and genuine and authentic, you know, and endearing. You know, he can be really rough at brush, uh, you know, very abrupt. Brusque, abrupt and um, when he's Pierre Breckman, right? And, you know, then he has these tender signs. Oh, please don't, uh, please do not make me apologize for being attracted to you. Oh. <laughs> And she was wondering if he was attracted to her. Come on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know. Swoon, Karen says. Big time swoon. And Kenzie, yes, I know. You do have the SR sense. Absolutely. Um, so he was endearing. And Acacia had to kind of tamp down the, her thrill because she had that realization that, oh, he does like me. Um and she wondered if she was as if he was as attracted to her as she was to him, and if uh, business was why he held back. So I mean that was great. And then he was very you know it, that was very I love that kind of interaction too because it's kind of like that new in the new throes of a romance you're like. 
the little Does cat he like mouse. me? I like him. Does he like me as much as I like him? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she said, okay, give me a few minutes. And she went to change and packed a bag. And he was thrilled. He said, excellent. We'll drive to the Red Beach near Akrotiri. And we can stay as long as you want. Have lunch and then visit the art gallery. And he asked her to also bring a change of clothes for later tonight so they could go to dinner on the cliffs. Um, and she was conflicted about some of that. So we asked SR about this because, as you know, I studied in Athens when I was in college and I spent some time in Santorini. And I asked him, uh, when you researched for this book, did you go to Akrotiri? Um, Red Beach and did you have dinner at a restaurant on the cliffs and he said yes he did sigh big hearts mm -hmm. I'm so excited that he had the opportunity to do that um, when I was a student we actually stayed in Akrotiri that's where I stayed with my now husband um, when we visited Santorini um, the Red Beach was actually one of my favorite adventures um, because accessing it was truly off of the beat path when I was there back in 1990. Um, and I I was so thrilled. As as you all know, when I heard he was writing a scene about this book in beach, um, or in Greece, and there were going to be beach scenes, when this came up in a chat room way before the book came out, I was going bonkers. I was so excited. So, yeah, it's very, very cool. And yes, Kenzie... I did study in Athens uh, when I was a college student. Um, she said, that is the coolest thing. I wish to visit Greece one day. Kenzie, reach out to me when you plan your trip, my friend. Uh, it is magical. My daughter actually got, to, I, and I, I can assure you, I think you're closer in age to my daughter than you are to me. Um, she studied there in the spring of this year. And you cut out a little bit met and studied with way back in uh, when I was there so you will enjoy it immensely I highly recommend it so Acacia stood next to the Jeep and she was kind of confused about why they were not taking the Range Rover instead Range Rover instead and, and Nicholas thought it would be more fun and he said Kurt and Rick can follow them and Acacia kind of scowled and Nicholas apologized, but he, you know, the reality is he did not travel without them. And she didn't blame him for that, uh, especially because of what happened with Marcel. And he said he paid them a lot of money to protect what he valued. And I love that. I love this scene, too, because he said that with a lot of meaning as he was looking at her. And, you know, she, she'll end up getting used to them. I I think with for her as well, having survived that attack, there even though she doesn't want to be followed all the time, I think there is a sense of security. Security having his um, Kurt and Rick with them. So they went through the gate, and Acacia rummaged through her bag for a scarf, mm -hmm. and as she was doing this. Nicholas was laughing, stating that it should be a crime to be so fetching in a headscarf. She told him, you don't have to worry about your hair. <laughs> and, you know, she said it'd be a mess if she let her hair 
have the wind get to it. Absolutely. So, um, <laughs> Nicholas is like, you don't like my hair? <laughs> they were going back and forth bantering. It was so cute. Vanity, thy name is Nicholas. And as she said that, she asked her how he could, how he could possibly be vain. And that was, you know, that was a very poignant moment as well. And I, again, this opens up a whole, a whole dialogue and meditation about beauty, right? Um, Acacia saw he, how, how he was responding and told him, as a friend, you shouldn't worry about such things. I'm sure he was, con you know, considering a scar. Mm -hmm. And uh, the quote from SR um, that he find he that he said is his favorite from this chapter is that the people that count the good people will remember your words and your actions and how you treated them over time this is what forms our impression of beauty or handsomeness not just the outward appearance which is a great quote right i mean that's really wonderful and it's very true and and again these are themes that you can kind of see have woven themselves throughout the fabric of the books that he's written and the different series he's written. This applies with Gabriel's series as well as with Raven and William. Mm -hmm. So I thought that and was even, really, really good. And even Julian Gabriel. <laughs> exactly. I think that they're, although I think their scars are more mental than external. Right. But that also proves that someone who could be physically beautiful, like Krista, mm. was not a beautiful person because no, of the way she, she acted. Was not. <laughs> not in the least. I cannot wait to see her come to life on the screen. That's going to be great. It's going to be fun. I know. So as she was, and the quote was one that he wrote for Acacia saying this to Nicholas. And Nicholas had a muscle jump in his jaw as he asked, do you really believe that? Acacia said she did. She had a lot of attractive and important people who went through the victoire, and her evaluation of the attractiveness fell when rudeness and condescending attitudes fell dramatically. Um, when asked if she could forgive, um, if she apologized to, she said that if it was sincere and the bad, bad treatment wasn't repeated, then yes, she could ignore it. Um, and, you know, I think we've all discussed, you know, have had experiences where you can tell beauty really is within um, and that really does frame how people respond to you. Oh, it's very true. I can, you know, I, before I was married and, and I was loosely dating, for lack of a better mm -hmm. term, uh, a guy who had gone into entertainment law oh yeah and through him there were uh, actors that would come through and they weren't famous they were still trying and they you know they hadn't broken through to anything really big yet and I just remember this one in particular and we were talking and he thought his stuff was the best and his expressions, the way, and I mean, if you saw him without knowing anything about him, he was, my God, drop dead gorgeous. 
But once he started talking, it was like, <laughs> go away. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> because right. he, was, he was just so full of himself and nasty to the other people around him. It was, just, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. He should yeah, be the actor. Not, right. He's, yeah, he, he got too caught up in the scene. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so I, okay. I, I, I never saw him after that. I never saw him on stage, movie, TV, anything like that. So I don't know whatever happened to him. Mm. Well, yeah. I, you know, at this point, you know, I think both Nicholas and Acacia were kind of reflecting on beauty and there was a little bit of a silence and to break it, Akasi had said that she had done some things that she had regretted and she had hoped that she, it would not be held against her and keep that in mind that there is some leeway. And Nicholas was very happy to hear that. And I, I do see Kenzie had said, and about SR tweeting at 2 a.m., he woke me up, <laughs> laugh out loud. And then I thought I was dreaming. I've never seen him tweet that late before. And I'm 21, so I knew it. I thought I remembered that you were in your 20s, Kenzie. That's awesome. Uh, you're the same age as my uh, daughter, Sabrina. So very, very cool. We would have great fun together, I can assure you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as far great as that's up being, you know, being an insomniac that I am, I have seen him online at times and I've, you know, tweeted something out. The best one, if you are um, insomniac like me, mm -hmm. is E.L. James. We have the best conversations at 3 <laughs> o'clock in the morning. That is great. I saw you were tweeting with her the other night, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. I completely forgot. That's so cool. She's oh, it's so. She's actually very, not very nice. I, when I first read her books, um, it, it she'd go back and forth, and we we started talking to each other online. So, mm -hmm. but back to Nicholas. I Nicholas, know. Yeah. Yes. So as they're driving along in the Jeep, and I'm sure the Jeep is bouncing around, because, you know, oh, they're, yes. they're not real plush as far as that goes. His <laughs> elbow kept uh, nudging her, and she wasn't know if it was intentional or not. Mm -hmm. I guess he had his arm on this, uh, the gear shift. And uh, so she's, like, picking at the hem of her, of her short skirt. I love SR's att detailed attention to clothing and shoes. Yes. It's the best, isn't it? I love it. it. Especially the shoes, because I have a thing for shoes, too. <laughs> it always makes me so happy. Yeah. So she was, she said she was uh, wary of people who put too much value in people's appearances and stuff. She, and she told him, she said she was going to be 40 in a few years and she won't have her looks anymore. Um, so the, the people who were important to her valued who she was, not her looks. 
So, so Nicholas takes her hand very gently and kisses it. Oh, oh that's so I sweet. I love it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he reminded her that he was nearly 40 and that age is just a number, which is my personal philosophy on aging. And Exactly. I... I my brother-in-law when I think I turned 45 my brother-in-law said to me you're old aren't you <laughs> and at the time I was 46 I'm sorry it's 46 at the time I had been dating a man who was 10 years younger than me <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't keep up with you could he no he couldn't <laughs> I and love it and, and Betty's said, here. Hi, Betty. Hey, Betty. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, you know, it was, so age is just a number. And I keep telling my sister and my brother-in-law when they remind me that I'm the oldest, <laughs> I, I sit there and I say, I, I said, my sister, um, that I'm older in number, but younger emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> you have that young spirit. I try. I try. <laughs> okay, you know, you, you can't you can't look at it like I told Patrick the other night if you ever watch will have me watching Fox News. It's time <laughs> to put me away. <laughs> because anybody oh. I know who watches Fox News that's my age. <laughs> looks like they're about 20 years older so, so yes, oh, age i love it um karen we wish you the best and have, have a great, great week thank you so much she has to run for dinner right now okay. and thanks Enjoy. karen for the birthday wishes very sweet so anyway so <laughs> we've got the number thing going but in case yes, she also do. wanted to thank him for defending her with the woman from leon as uh, Acacia reminded him, not everyone likes Brazilians. And he replied to her that it was obviously a, that she had poor taste, the woman from Lyon. And, but it meant something to Acacia. And she, the more she got to know him, the more it meant to her. And he was glad of that. Uh, she had been paid patient with the woman which he had which Nicholas admired she was much much better at controlling her right uh, while it, it she says it took years of practice Nicholas was sorry to hear that as well as regretting his own behavior towards her in Paris but he was forgiven and when he asked how why she bought she didn't buy a lot of stuff when she was in Geneva out shopping um, she said that she was a frugal person and she said she did she told him that she didn't want to waste his money buying all these things that you know possibly she wasn't going to wear or whatever and uh he said but you could have bought anything and it would have not mm-hmm. been a waste and the dress uh. she was wearing was quite lovely and the color suited her I think oh it was like he's so sweet colored, yes like an orangey colored dress she was asked about what she thought about Yasmin and Constantine, and he 
wasn't it she wasn't looking for an immoral evaluation to give the answer because she didn't judge them uh, she told uh, Nicholas that Yasmin had been a trained engineer but she has to stay with him for the protection against from the Russian and Nicholas said you know I think Constantine is kind of into her. he really cares for her. Uh, and Kostya turns around and says well Yasmin may not care for him or may care for him, but she doesn't seem to be content or in love with him. And while mm-hmm. it was none of her business, it was not a life that she wanted to have. And so Nicholas remained silent for the rest of the drive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the half of our chapter. That's right. Betty that's had made a comment one. that she loves Nicholas. He knows how to make Acacia feel pretty. And also the fact that she never thought she'd be so happy to read books where the protagonist is over 21. <laughs> she loves the fact that Acacia and Raven are in their 30s, which I totally agree with. I think it's interesting to have the relationships at all the different ages and stages. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you uh, you know, it's just it, it goes towards it speaks towards the strength of SR's writing. Mm-hmm. That's very really true. I, I think it's really compelling. You know, and I, I love the way he makes his, he writes his characters. They they can they have flaws, obvious mm-hmm. flaws. And the other characters they 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 seem to come into to their lives and not worrying about what those flaws are. And I you know mm-hmm. they, I think that's just a great thing. <laughs> You know, because you always have these beautiful people running along the beach or riding a horse with the hair flowing and whatever. But <laughs> no, they, but they don't, and it's good. So anyway, about your birthday, mm-hmm. I did uh, t- let Sr. know, and <laughs> uh, he you're sneaky. <laughs> that, how did you get with the, got the quote? <laughs> <laughs> um, so he said he wanted to wish you the happiest of birthday and give you his warm greetings and thank you so much for all that you do for the podcast oh that's very sweet yes. well and you know this is a labor of love right and it it's is. so much and it's it's a great way to discuss um wonderful books mm-hmm. and and issues and and art and ideas it's humanity it's yes. it's great and it's yes. it's been so much fun to be able to do that with mm-hmm. all of you um and all of the various podcasts um starting with the gabriel series fan podcast and with betty and perling um to the florentine series as well and all of the different uh podcasts that are uh out there around SR's work. It's it's really just a labor of love. So Yeah, it is. It is. And, and I'm really thankful. It's so much fun. I love meeting people. I love Kenzie's enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when she's on the with comments and all of our friends, Lori and mm-hmm. there's so, you know, just so many Susie. It is a wonderful way to bring the world together, Betty. And, and we need the positivity. That's one of the great things about SR's community. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he's always talking about how thankful he is and and how it always makes him feel good to have this um, uh, 
community around him. And, you know, I, he's, he's the Pied Piper of it all, I, I believe. And, you know, we have met many people from around the world, whether it be the Middle East or Australia or Europe or South America. We, you know, we've all seemed to talk to each other get get into each other's lives a little bit and that's really good because it it does promote communication um in 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 a peaceful respectful manner and we need yes. more of that today yes we do <laughs> and thank you betty betty says she loves our podcast it's so much fun and very enlightening and Pam has so many great stories, which is true. And Leslie is so graceful and so smart. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Betty. I needed to hear that today. Yes. <laughs> that was very kind of you. And Kenzie says, I don't think he understands how thankful we are for him. We are so hopeful because of him. I agree with that, too, I agree Kenzie. I with that, too, Kenzie. And, and thank you. We totally agree. It's it's And in and, and terms of being you know having our attitude of gratitude today um it's funny i i drove by a church today and there was a great sign and of course i can't remember what it said it was something about gratitude and about it being a reaffirmation of oh, i'm trying to recreate what it said of having people around us or something I will try and get a picture of it and post it on Twitter, but I was so happy to read it because it reminded me of the SR community. So I'm very, very thankful for all of you. And uh, I can't wait till we get to Toronto. <laughs> we will get there. Yes. <laughs> I can't I almost, wait. I was, I was thinking maybe there's, uh, you know, I'm, I, to get the tickets for the Toronto Film Festival, I had to become a member. Mm -hmm. And I uh, went up there, and it is such a great town, great city, very clean. The people are friendly. Um, you know, you, and you did have some areas. You know, it's like any other uh, big city. Mm -hmm. Kenzie says she was vaguely in Toronto a week ago. Yeah. And she hopes to have a longer stay next fall. Oh, it's a great. That would be a great place to go to school, I think. Oh, I think so too. University of Toronto looked Well, maybe we'll area. all maybe we'll all be there next fall when uh, the Gabriel Inferno is filming. That's right. I'm holding <laughs> out hope for that and for Italy. So I've got <laughs> Toronto planned. <laughs> Italy plans <laughs> and next summer I want to go to uh, Cardiff Wales so <laughs> so can... buy your Powerball tickets Pam. <laughs> that's what I've been doing that's what I've been doing I know I know I would love to do that it's so maybe, great maybe I'll become an Uber driver and that way I can make my own hours you know, I talk to Uber drivers every time we're in a different city and we use Uber. It's very interesting. A lot of people love it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and you have to choose when you do. Um, and Betty says, let's go back to school with Gabriel, but let's avoid the homework. Exactly. <laughs> Except, Betty, I would like 
to do some research. Research is fine, as long as you don't research have to write a paper. <laughs> I would be happy to do research with Gabriel. Um, and Kenzie says, beautiful. I was freaking out because I said I was in the same place as SR and breathing the same air. And he was somewhere there. I get that, Kenzie. I so get that. I understand. When you're in that space and you just get so excited because you know that person had been well, it's like in I that said, area. When my friends had... And she wants get... to go to school there, but she doesn't think she'd get in. <laughs> hey, never know unless you try. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, but, you know, like when I was at the film festival, my, fr my two friends that I was with could only get tickets for um, Hotel Mumbai. And... Mm -hmm. I said, you guys go. I'll enjoy the red carpet, which I did. And I had my picture taken with um, uh, the actor who portrayed, portrayed um, Lucius Malfoy. So, oh, so cool. That was cool. But so I, you know, the red carpet's over. I go and I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. So I walk across the street. There was like this... A patio place and it had Greek food and I I said oh for just for fun I'll uh, you know I took a picture of the Greek dish and I posted it on Twitter and uh, I tagged SR in it and I'm wondering if Nicholas and Acacia have been eating this or whatever <laughs> and I didn't name the restaurant uh, at all <laughs> and I got the next day uh, a response back from SR. Were you at Penelope's? <laughs> and I said, yes. And you were there and you didn't stop and say hello? <laughs> <laughs> that would just, I'm telling you. And then he said, you know, I want, he, I want to think he was there. <laughs> uh, there was a guy there. He was very nice looking. Um, very handsome. I did not see any argyle, and there was no bow tie. Uh, that w was by himself at the restaurant as well, and he was texting. Mm -hmm. So I've decided that that was definitely him. <laughs> <laughs> well, Betty says you probably were sitting next to the boss, Pam. I and Kenzie well, says, well, away. SR has lived there his whole entire life, so you must know every nook and cranny of the city. It's possible. Abs oh, yeah. I love it. He, he told me about a restaurant around the corner from where I was that uh, had uh, Mexican food. And mm -hmm. there there's a district in, in Toronto called the, uh, was it the Whiskey uh, District, Distillery, the Distillery District. Oh, and nice. It, that, that, sounds, <laughs> that sounds like my Mecca. <laughs> there you go. But it's a lot of different restaurants and little shops, and it's in an, like in an enclosed area. It's down by the uh, water, and uh, they. So we he recommended this restaurant. So my friend, one of my friends and I went to went there for dinner that night, and it was it was great. It was a Mexican restaurant, and and the mural, they had this big mural in the back wall, and it was like you know the Day of the Dead type paintings and oh. that kind of stuff and then the back bar was incredible it was it had all kinds of liquors in it and it went all the way up to the ceiling with these little cubby holes and it had some of the you know the 
Day of the Dead skeletons in them or whatever. But a lot very of uh, cool. different whiskeys. It was very good. It was uh, a, and, and good food. Apparently, uh, Sar had recommended that place to Kenzie as well, and she said it was looked really new, unique. It was. So. It was. And they make the guacamole for you right at the table. I love that. I love, love, love that. There was a restaurant in Washington, D.C., Many years ago, it's not there anymore. It's right near where NP- the NPR building uh, was in, I believe, in northeast D.C., um, blocks from the Capitol. And it was called Cafe Atlantico, and they would make guacamole table side. They would bring bring a cart over, and they would slice the avocado, and they would have the tomato and the peppers and the cilantro and the lime and oh my gosh and they would uh ground it in the pistol in mortar and pistol but now i'm forgetting the name of there's a name for it in spanish and i'm forgetting it betty feel free to correct me i can't think of what it's called but anyway the fresh guacamole made table side it was just mm-hmm. one of my favorites so well i think we need to go there when we, we go do. back to, we when do. we go to toronto and, but one thing I, I will mention, um, and I don't know whether you did this, Kenzie, or not. Uh, we made reservations, and it was because there was a wait. Uh, it wasn't as bad as it could be because it was a rainy night. But uh, we did make the res- reservations, and it was great. It was really, I, it. I really loved it. So <laughs> Betty says, yummy, now I'm hungry. And at Kenzie said... I have a huge appreciation for avocados. Doesn't it mean penis in Latin? Latin? (laughs) And Kenzie also said, I never need to calm down when it comes to SR. I cannot be contained. I had that feeling about you, Kenzie, which is why I enjoy you so much. You share our passion. Yes. It's great. It's just so great. Kenzie was also (laughs) in Quebec. Yes. Oh. Betty says, I wonder if Paul has ever been there. I can't picture Gabriel stopping by to eat tacos. <laughs> they weren't just, they, they, they had all kinds of food. It was, a, it was a really nice place. It was, um, it, it had, I guess it had tacos, but I had a, a steak dish. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like hanger steak or something. Oh, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. And Kenzie noted she's lived near Canada my whole life, so it's weird she just started visiting. Hey, Kenzie, it's never too late, girlfriend. Nope. So I think it's wonderful that you made it there. Um, you know, give yourself some slack. You're just 21. You have a lot of time. Exactly. Now, we stayed... There are many a- places and corners of the planet to explore. We had, we stayed at a Holiday Inn downtown center, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And... It was right on the subway line, which was, or the yellow line, whatever it is, which was great. But my, my husband, and I've said this before, my husband grew up in Toronto, and when his younger, he and his brother um, would go to Maple Leaf Stadium, or Center, or whatever it was, mm-hmm. to watch the Toronto Maple Leafs play hockey. And it was for standing room only. That would be so much fun. No, they don't play in there anymore. Um, because I talked about this with SR a couple years ago, and he he named the stadium, and I think it's like Ryerson or whatever. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's branded um, corporate branding mm-hmm. at its finest. And they um, so they they play there now. So 
I was our hotel, which I didn't realize, was right in the middle of the road or the block, and on the Maple Leaf Gardens was right there. So, and that was really cool. They had all kinds of shops in there, and they they do ice skating in the winter for everybody. I, I oh, think. you're I making think, me want to go right now. <laughs> I think Ryerson University does some hockey games there too, as well. So yeah. So wonderful. Yes. So, anyway, we're going to get going because we have yes. to let Leslie go celebrate her birthday with her family. Yes. And, uh, yes. I'm I very excited we, to see I, everybody. And then I'll be heading up to State College, Pennsylvania mm -hmm. with my husband. So, I'm very excited. That'll be good. Mm-hmm. That'll be good. So, and... Now that the election season's over, you'll see a little bit more of him. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, yes. <laughs> and Gabriel There's... and Julia ice skating. Hmm. Yes. Um, that would be a great... Maybe, maybe that's a scene in the next book. I have a feeling Gabriel would be good at skating and Julia may not be. Since I'm a terrible skater, I have to put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway so we're gonna i'm gonna get going i'm gonna leave you with a little duke ellington oh and, wonderful uh, john coltrane in a sentimental mood so thanks everybody and we'll see you next week and we'll finish up chapter 29 have a good week everyone yes everyone have a wonderful week we can't wait to talk the last part of chapter 29 next week. And have a great birthday, Leslie. Thank you, Pam. Take care, everyone. <laughs>